You're listening to the Straight Shooting Radio Show on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Visit us at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Here's the hosts of the show, Jason Selms and Mario Vladko. Welcome back to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHP Digital Radio Network. Glad to have you back. Uh, again, I've got uh, Muzz with me again. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, g'day, Jason. Welcome back, everyone. I'm glad to have you guys back listening to the Australian Hunting Podcast, and this is another episode of Straight Shooting. We've got a jam-packed episode for you today, and actually, Jason, probably one of the most important episodes of the year, Jason. Uh, we've got a lot of things going on around the country, and uh, we're hoping that you guys are going, going to rally behind some of the causes here and start writing some letters to some politicians, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. As we'll do, we'll do the intro. Don't forget, guys, social media. I did change the name uh, of the Facebook page, so it's easier to get to now. So facebook.com forward slash Australian Hunting Podcast. Twitter.com forward slash AH Podcast. And, of course, you can find us uh, on at australianhuntingpodcast.com.au. That is the website. Uh, you can click on the contact icon if you'd like to email me or directly australianhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us, find us on iTunes, listen to the show. Again, of course, you can listen to us on the website or you can find us on iTunes uh, and iTunes, you can actually download, Muzz. Did you know that? A lot of people are actually downloading it to their uh, iPhone, their iPod, their iPad, their, even their Android phones. They're downloading it straight from the uh, web browser. Uh, you can pretty much find it anywhere. Yeah. So there's a lot of avenues where you can listen to the show. I know, actually, I'm actually, uh, I moved over to Android. Uh, I've got a Galaxy Note 4, uh, but I do still do use the uh, iPod and I still use iTunes, which is, uh, I listen to a lot of other podcasts. Uh, I know Muzz listens to a few yep. shows that have turned into podcasts. What's that guy you listen to? Savage? What's his name? Michael Savage? Uh, the conservative talk show in America, uh, Michael Savage. Um, he's got a great show. Uh, it's a good radio show in the United States. It's one of the most popular shows in the country, actually. Yep. So and what we're going to do now, if you remember, I always said, guys, if you possibly can, please um, go on the iTunes uh, site there for the Australian Hunting Podcast, the uh, page there, and leave us a comment. Rate us five stars. I'm actually going to read out some of the comments, Mars. And we'll, hey, well, wow. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, uh, we've got a lot of good comments there. A lot of good. Com- we're going to read one bad one too, which is um, an interesting one. But let's go from. Uh, hopefully you're listening, sir. Rhino Oz, June 8, 2015. Lovable rednecks with lots of good tips and pushing for political activism for firearms rights. Great work, guys. Keep up the good work and press hard. I support you. What do you think of Muslim from Rhino? Oh, I think it's a great comment, but I don't know about the redneck bit. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure if we're that much of rednecks, but, um, um, but yeah, no. Uh, I mean, great. Yeah, the next one, Tropsy, Tropsy 101. How you going, sir? Five stars. You boys are just what the Aussie shooting and hunting community needs. Keep up the great work. Matt, what do you think Matt says? Pretty cool. Good on you, Matt. Thanks very much. Yeah, uh, Clyde Holm, Hume, H-U-L-M-E. Hopefully I got that right, Clyde. Uh, Great podcast. Keep up the great work. It's refreshing to have a podcast so relevant to Australian hunting. Thank uh, you very much, Clyde. Yeah, uh, daily that. daily sixty nine. <laughs> it's probably got more 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 uh, <laughs> more meaning than just that, but sounds a great name by the way. Uh, love this show. Get off mainstream media and listen to shows about stuff that's actually worth talking about. Keep up the great work, Jason. 
not Muzz. Sucked oh, in, Muzz. <laughs> didn't cop any praise there. I know. Uh, Shazza. Shazza 2534, April 16th, 2015. Been hunting for decades. This podcast has made me better and opened my eyes to a lot of other tactics. Highly recommended this show. On your Shazza. Thanks, Shazza. I'm not sure it's male or female. If it's a guy, thank you. If it's a girl, thank you too. Okay, Pilo. P-I-L-024. Pill. Pill 024. Maybe that's what it is. March 31st, 2015. Great show. Love listening to it. Great advice and tips for hunting and shooting. Thanks uh, very much, Pillow. Yeah. Uh, Savage 30 Cow. Savage. Well, good firearms, <laughs> the old Savage. Love this show, Jason. Keep up the good work. Again, you're not getting much praise, Muzz, unfortunately. So. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, Samba 69. Love listening to your shows. Good to hear other like-minded people, stories, and thoughts. Uh, another one, November 23rd, 2014, from Aussie Point Forty. Guess that's the firearm caliber. Love it. <laughs> Pretty simple and straightforward. Thanks, uh, Aussie. It. Appreciate it. Um, this is Eve, Eve Oz. I think I know who this is. If it's Colin, thank you very much. A great show. Lots of easy listen to. Proactive and positive talk about Australian gun laws instead of the meek and apologetic language we hear far too often from yes. Australian shooting organisations. Yes, um, from Aussie George, thank Aussie. Um, we've got a bit of criticism here, Muzz, about straight shooting, which we have had a lot of very positive emails. So we will we'll read this one. That's all right. We don't mind a bit of criticism. Uh, this podcast as a whole is great, but the straight shooting episodes spoil an overall great product. For example, and Muzz will know which one we're talking about, I think. <laughs> for example, in one episode, they talk about how people fought for our rights, but in the older episode, they criticize an apathetic shooter who had actually fought for Australia. I think this is in regards to the, uh, remember, the, I think yep. it was a, an army guy when this was about the inquiry into banning semi-automatic handguns. Yeah, that's right. We, we, we yep. wrote out one of the well, uh, my, my, submissions. Well, my basic criticism for those who um, don't remember the podcast or haven't heard it yet was that you had a, uh, a soldier, ex-soldier, who has defended our country, um, but yet he's calling for more tighter gun, gun laws, really. Yep. so. I mean, and I just think to myself, well, why did you defend the country for? I mean, I'm sure you defended the country to be, so that we could be free in our own country, so that we can enjoy the freedoms that, I guess, were paid for in blood by the Anzacs that came before him. So I just thought he was a little bit confused as a soldier because, I mean, what are you really fighting for? Are you fighting for the politicians' right to take away your freedoms? Is that If that's what you're fighting for, then, you know, well... We might as well give up the game now. I'm sure that you're fighting for the people of this country to be free. And not just free from the tyranny outside, but free uh, within our own borders. So, And that's becoming increasingly less and less. So that was, ba- that was the basis of my criticism. So anyway, um, but anyway, oh, I appreciate, I'll, I'll, I appreciate no, the more. feedback from the listener. There's more. So I'll, I'll, I'll go back to that part again. In one episode, they talked about people who fought for our rights, but in an older episode, they criticised an apathetic shooter who had actually fought for Australia as having no rights to comment on the Australian gun laws. It's one or the other. The hosts typically respond to anyone who disagrees with their personal views as one of those people. Uh, keep it on topic and less personal politics. Stick to the big picture and don't resort to personal attacks. If you disagree, so be it. Uh, don't simply pigeonhole others. Uh, sorry, simply don't pigeonhole others. Having said that, the Everyday Shooter episodes are always excellent and the podcast has progressed greatly over time in its professionalism. Well, we do we do like to get our Everyday Hunters, I think he's talking about on our show. Yep, yep. Um, and to clarify that, Jason, I don't think we personally attack anyone. I mean, we attack their views. We take yes. the things they say, yes, but we don't personally attack them. No, 
So, I mean, I think that person's a little bit confused. And again, we, we what's wanted a personal to, attack. We wanted to say too that we uh, we're going to go through one of Vic's emails very soon, which is fantastic as well. Some good positive criticism from Vic. We got uh, yep. approval to go through one of his emails, but we just wanted to say, guys, we are not saying anything about anyone that they have not either said personally, uh, which can be documented either in a news article uh, on their website or something they've said on one of our particular podcasts. Yeah, that's we, we, yeah we don't just make things up. This is what they've said themselves and we are taking them to task on exactly what they've said but we'll move on Aussie Hunter great name thanks Aussie great podcast covers a very broad range of hunting related topics keep up the great work Clayton MC thanks Clayton I think I know who who Clayton is Uh, great interviews and awesome political content keep up the good work Matt's better Clayton yeah as a new member of the sport this podcast has helped me uh, with different techniques and information to help me be a safe and efficient an efficient hunter. Well, thanks, Matt. We do try and do our best. Good on you, Matt. Uh, Ardeet. Ardeet, great name too. The Australian Hunting Podcast is a useful source of information, strategies, and techniques for the Australian hunter. Additionally, the information on politics and legislation in relation to the outdoor hunting sports helps keep you in touch with the latest shenanigans of our honourable leaders. The recent uh, broadening of scope to include the podcast within a podcast, Straight Shooting, interviews with everyday hunters, and game cooking tips from Hunt Catch Cook have enhanced this podcast enormously. If you hunt once a week or once a year, you'll get something from this show. Great wow. one. Wow, How good that's, is that one? that's a fantastic uh, bit of feedback there. Yeah, Excellent. March 16. This is about a year ago, this one, but just can. Great information to get the beginner excited. Good work. Uh, this is dollar sign double eight dino double eight great job jace very informative just started listening to the podcast and i've only got through half of them not sure if it's been done yet but it'd be good to know the process of how to get an r license well yeah and keep up the good work yep we're yeah. gonna, we'll, we'll maybe we're going to look at that definitely we'll definitely do that somewhere down the line um dc fan i enjoy listening to this show so much now that i've gotten addicted to this podcast and suffer withdrawals when there's no <laughs> new ones available Nice work. Thank you, DC fan. There you go. One. From, from going from <laughs> straight shooting being a letdown yeah, to, to the suffering best. withdrawals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that's, that, that's DC fan 1001. Thank you very much, DC fan. Kursik, really enjoying this podcast. Again, five stars. Um, Eddie Edwards, 74, five stars. Nice work, Jason. Keep it up. Just listen to episode 40. Great work. Uh, may you pop up in, if you pop up in Queensland. I'd like to go hunting to the Outdoor Expo. The AD80 is running up here. Interesting. Well, we're going to be getting around uh, the next couple of years to Good on you, Eddie. Yeah, some of these places. We're going to be doing more podcasts, that's for sure. I want to read two more because these is the interesting one, the last one. Uh, Danny, is it Danny Sim, 81? Danny Sim, could be Danny Simon Simmons. I love this podcast. I listen to it in the car at home. I even sneak a few minutes in at work every day to so every day, keep up the great work. Thanks, Danny. Good on, Danny. Okay, this one's probably the one, uh, not one that might not have been as good, but Big Pig Poo. <laughs> three <laughs> stars. The only three star I've actually yeah. had on this show. I've never had a I've never had a one or a two star yet. Hopefully, I can keep it that way. Yeah. A great concept and some interesting interviews. But Jason, the host and interviewer, needs to slow down a lot. He speaks at a million miles an hour, and it rubs off on his interviewees who seem to feel they are under some sort of time restriction. The result being they also hurry up. His questioning style is also somewhat annoying. Wow. Often asking triple and quadruple barrel questions and hence being more intrusive than necessary. And uh, that's fair enough. I know um, when I started this show, I do 
you know, I was a bit nervous yeah. and, you know, I think we've gotten a That's, lot better. I'm just glad it's not a dig at me. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, uh, they weren't saying much about you and then I got the worst one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but I know I do that sometimes. I, I've, you know, me and Muzz have had this discussion where sometimes yep. I do offer some sort of this is the answer and this is the, the answer, what the answer yep. should be. And I do try not do that anymore. And but I do think, you know what, Jace? I'll mm. tell you what, and I'll, I know that the listeners who have been listening to the most recent podcast, especially your interviews with Jeff Jones and Bridget uh, McKenzie, you have, been, you have been really improving a lot. And I know listeners can uh, uh, can tell that too. So yep. your your recent interview, for example, with Senator McKenzie, that was brilliant. I mean, yep. that, I I just think that was I enjoyed that uh, interview so much. I actually listened to it twice. So it was fantastic. And and you know you're getting better. And uh, you know I think the people out there are seeing it and they're going to enjoy it. Yeah. No, I do. I do try and. I do try and ask, like, instead of asking a long question, I was trying to ask, you know, shorter questions to the point, yep. I think, which is a lot better. And, and that was really engaging, that podcast. I really enjoyed myself on that podcast. And you probably could hear from not only myself, but also Bridget. It was just engaged. I felt engaged in the interview. Yeah. And I'm not going to say, sometimes there's interviews that I've done where they haven't been as engaging. They've still been great content, but I haven't felt the engagement. Uh, that I felt with Bridget mm. on the show, and it really got me interested. And, and I guess the passion showed throughout the audio that you heard on that show. Um, I just want to thank all the people that left those iTunes comments. And again, all of those are pretty much rated five stars, except for um, uh, some of the questions here that weren't that great. Uh, one here, actually, we'll, we'll read one more, which was three stars. Stop asking the same questions to the person you're interviewing over and over. Uh, then when he asks a question, he gets a list of options every time. Just let them answer the question without blabbing on. Other than that, I really enjoy the show, but it just frustrates me. Well, Aussie Shooter 22, mate, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Aussie. We appreciate yep. all forms of criticism yep. and praise, so yep. please send them in. And we, we, I said, we are trying to get a lot better. I am, I think, after 90 or so episodes now, after releasing um, uh, The Everyday Hunter, I just did uh, release today, uh, which was at the time of this recording, Sunday, 5th of July, 2015. Um, you know, I think we're getting better. I think me and Muzz are getting better, and yep. um, I think we're getting better. So thanks for what. If you, again, if you want to go on iTunes Store, the Australian Hunting Podcast, please rate us. You know, five stars, of course, if you like it, or give us some honest, fun criticism. Yep. You know, we do appreciate it. And bear in mind, guys, too. I mean, mate, myself and Jason, we have real lives. I mean, we we have real jobs. We don't yep. do this full time. Yep. I mean, we do this outside of our normal lives. And and I'll tell you now, Jason devotes a lot of hours into creating this for your enjoyment so uh sometimes you know what if we had a professional staff and we had researchers and we had lawyers just like all those radio people do i mean we would be delivering a show that's second to none i, w I would i would guess but you know we do this part-time uh w when we have free time isn't yeah. it jay so and we also thought too yeah. i thought this podcast would be something i'd record you know, yep. on the day, like we'd record it and then I'd just release it without much editing. Well, now it's proved to be one of the most polished ones I do mm. um, because I have to because we're adding things in, we're adding listener questions, uh, we're adding, you know, things from what police ministers are saying, we're adding audio. So it's quite intensive and like, even like Mars recording now has uh, got his paperwork there and he's marking yep. things down, he's marking out paragraphs, things that we're going to talk about. Sometimes we sit here for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half before we even... Just, pre just preparing yeah. our articles and things that we've... Um, photocopied and downloaded and uh, printed out and also highlighting the key points of an article which means you've got to read all, the whole article and you've got to really understand the issue to 
be able to um, give some sort of good comment on it. So, I mean, it's a lot of work involved, but you know, you know what? It's a, we like it's, it. a, it's a labor of love. We love it. Uh, we love to give you guys the, the, all the latest news and uh, tell you what's going on in the country. And uh, hopefully, maybe we can also get you guys to contribute and make a difference. Yeah, so again, you know, guys, don't forget to leave us a voicemail. Go to the AustralianHuntingPodcast.com.au. Uh, click on that the big icon. You'll see it near the slider bar in your browser. Uh, leave us an audio comment if you want us to talk about a topic. That'd be awesome. Again, rate five stars. Leave us a comment on iTunes. That'd be awesome. We also do have some ad space that we, if you want to advertise with us, yep. um, please send me an email at AustralianHuntingPodcast.gmail.com. As you know, we've had you know Halsey Park, Shooters and Fishers Party, Liberal Democrats. We've had SSAA. Sydney, Red Fox. Red Fox Outdoors. Who else we had? Um, I've got even got one coming Hunt up. Fest. Yeah, Hunt Fest. We've got. Uh, I've got one that I'm going to do for Bore It Up Your Magazine. Shoot Ferals. Dave Brazier, who yep. I had for I think episode 19 for Hunting Pigs. Yep. Uh, going to be running some ads for him. So. Just wanted to say that, you know, if you want to advertise, please send us an email and we'll let you know what the costings are. Um, before we go it's on, It's very Muzz, cheap, by the way. <laughs> well, it's reasonably priced, I think, you know, for what we do and for the amount of listenership people get. Hopefully, yeah. it boosts your business. So, if you see value in it, uh, obviously, a lot of other people see value in it. So, sure. if you do... I mean, word of mouth very, very powerful. Exactly. Um, all right. I'm going to read uh, an email. This one's a good one, actually, first, before we read another one. But this one's from Andrew. Uh, Andrew, if you're listening, I want to thank you for your email, mate. This is a fantastic email. He says, hi, mate. Just wanted to send you a quick thank you for the show and everything you guys are doing. You are giving us a voice in a very positive light, which doesn't seem to happen enough. Uh, the inside and education I'm getting from your shows is unsurpassed. Problem is, I've nearly listened to all of them. Also, and thank you for all the motivation, you and Muzza, you think you meant Muzz, <laughs> M-U-double-Z-A. At least he mentioned me. <laughs> Muzz, that's all right, Andrew, I know what Good you on, meant. Andrew. Um, you and Muzza, Muzz put out there to get active. Me, once a very apathetic shooter, just wrote my first letter to a politician yesterday, and that absolutely would never have happened if it wasn't for you and your show. I was stoked when I saw you releasing an interview with Bridget McKenzie. That was by far your best work, in my opinion. She's a legend. Anyway, mate, just wanted to say thank you and keep up the fantastic work. Oh, and I also got my AHP stickers in the mail. They look great. Cheers, Andrew. Wow, look at that. So, what, a, what a great letter. And you know what? Just highlights what I was saying before, Jason. You're getting better in interviews. interviews and um, Andrew seems to think your interview with Bridget McKenzie is definitely by far your best one, which I, I absolutely agree with. Thank yeah. you very much, Andrew, for that letter. Yeah, and if you want to get your stickers, guys, go to australianhuntingpodcast.com.au forward slash stickers. They're only $3.50. Uh, they're approximately 20 centimeters by 18. Uh, full die cut. Uh, you put them on your car. They're absolutely fantastic. If you do buy some, please you know, send me the photos when they're on your gun safe or your car, and I'll throw them up uh, on the Facebook page. And also, guys, if you want to win some free stickers, all you have to do is go on the website, click on that voicemail icon, okay, and leave us a voicemail, whether it's some positive praise, some criticism, or you've got a topic that we want to talk about, or you want to get our views, I'd love to hear from you. So if you want to win some free stickers for a limited time, please go on there, click on that voicemail message icon, leave us a voicemail. You can do it on your computer. You can even do it on your, your iPhone or your Android phone. It's simply... Go to the website on your phone. It comes up. Click it. It's one, two, three, record, and then I edit it once I get it to inject it during the show. So free stickers, guys, if you have a voicemail uh, you want to send in. For everything Bushnell, go to Red Fox Outdoor Supplies online store. 
For a full range of Bushnell rifle scopes, rangefinders, binoculars, night vision, spotting scopes and Hoppies gun cleaning products. Red Fox are also major online retailers for the popular Aussie Maxbox brand and the rest of the innovative products distributed by Eagle Eye Hunting Gear. All at Red Fox Outdoor Supplies. So go to the website redfoxoutdoorsupplies.com.au or phone Greg on 0412 495 712. Do you hunt deer and want to learn the correct techniques for a quality wall mount and premium eating venison? SSAA Sydney Branch provides hunter education courses to help you become a better hunter and to utilise harvested game in the most effective way possible. Course content includes gunning, butchering and caping from experienced hands-on instructors using locally harvested deer. There is no gear required and also includes a barbecue lunch. Courses are held every first Sunday of each month with an 8am sign-in for a 9am start. Course running time is approximately 6 hours and the venue is Silverdale Rifle Range. Cost is $50 per person so call Andy Mallon at Silverdale Rifle Range on 02-4653-1440 or visit SSAAsydney.net. Alright guys, we're going to go on one of our first email, second email today actually, yep. uh, from Vic. This is a good one. We got Vic's approval to uh, send out uh, and, and talk about this email in particular because we thought it was fantastic. It was very good. Uh, so we're going to go and break it down one uh, paragraph pretty much as a, at a time. Uh, so from Vic, and we thank Vic again for his participation. G'day Jason, love the podcast and definitely love the Everyday Hunter series. I do need to unfortunately complain about how you and Muzz challenged Jeff Jones during his co- regarding his comments in Podcast 87. For what it's worth, I'm not a member of the Sporting Shooters Association anymore because it does not suit my needs as a hunter. A bit about me. I do not really have a passion for guns, but I ensure I own and use the best firearm to ensure a most ethical kill. I only shoot for the table and will shoot sporting clays to improve my technique as well as target shooting for the same reason. I also help control animals when requested by farmers, especially uh, especially foxes during lambing. Back to my issue. You admitted that the right thing to have done w- uh, was to challenge Jeff during the podcast, which is obviously difficult. I felt that allowing Muzz to criticize like he did in episode 88 with no ability for the SSAA to respond uh, was poor form. So what, I was yep. just wondering what you know we thought about that. Right. Um, I know when I spoke to to Jeff, I had a few. And hindsight, I always find is a very very good thing, Mars, mm. because when I listen to the show and I'm recording the show, I'm actually writing things down as Jeff's talking. And sometimes it's very difficult to think of the things you would have mm. thought about at the time yep. uh, when you're actually recording the show. And sometimes it's not until I listen to the show afterwards that I thought, oh, why didn't I? Yep. And Mars often rings me up and goes, oh, there was a perfect opportunity for yep. you to say this. Why didn't you? And I said, you know, you're exactly right. You're and this exactly is why, right. And this is why, Jason, we record a podcast afterwards, especially when we have high-profile people like Jeff Jones. We record a podcast afterwards, which is basically uh, an analysis of the interview that's all it is and i know it might sound like harsh criticism but we have to carefully analyze because these people are very much like politicians themselves right we have to analyze carefully what they're saying to try and get to the core of what they're really saying and that's why we did that episode so that we can i guess hopefully show people that hey hang on what is he really saying here 
Okay, is he saying this is good or is he saying this is bad? And that's really the purpose of that whole show. It's more of an analysis of what he's really saying so we can get to the bottom of what he's saying rather than the criticism because we all want to understand a little bit more in-depth understanding of what Jeff is really trying to say to us. And that's why I guess I was fairly critical of him because he actually left us with a little bit more questions than what he actually answered, mm. So, which mm. I wasn't really happy about. For someone who is the... Uh, national president i mean jeff jones a fantastic bloke but for someone who's a national president and you know uh he really should have been answering questions a little bit more to the point so vic uh i understand what you're saying but then again you know you said vic that you're not a member of the double s double a well myself and jason are and to some extent you know because of that because we pay membership fees and so on i mean we've got every right to criticize and put out uh i guess two cents in and offer our feedback so um mate i don't agree with you that it's you know nasty criticism or i guess that's the possibly the tone of how you're writing it yeah um i don't really agree with you i think these people need to be put under scrutiny they need to be questioned because after all i mean we pay our membership fees and they represent us yeah so and don't forget too i mean we're not again we're like we said we're not yeah. saying anything that he didn't say on the show exactly we're yeah. just repeating what he said and then just basically pointing out some issues that are raised by some of the comments yeah. that they say. And anyone, anyone that hasn't listened to it, you can listen to the last straight shooting podcast we did where Muzz sort of broke it down. And I wanted to make that clear too. I know you're yeah. saying Muzz does a lot of the criticizing on the show. Uh, that's because... That's what I get him to do. That's yep. what his basically job is. I don't. Ha I'm interviewing other people. I tell Mars when we interview someone uh, of of high caliber and someone uh, high up in the industry. I say, Mars, listen to that show. We're going to address it on the next straight shooting podcast. Yep. I don't have time to go through that next podcast. I'm interviewing. I'm writing questions. I'm. I've moved on from that pretty much. So that's what it may seem like when and that goes for everyone. That may seem like Mars is doing the criticizing, yep. but it's not really the case because that's what is the case because that's what I've asked him to do is because i simply don't have time and then as he brings things up i may have my two cents but generally he's doing the one that's doing a majority of the talk and there was one thing here too much which i was a bit interested about vic that you said and if you email me again i'd love to uh get what you mean by this you go a bit about me i don't really have a passion for guns but i ensure i own and use the best firearm to ensure the most ethical kill mm. i'm just not sure how owning the best firearm has the most ethical kill I mean, yeah. if I own a Hauer in a $300 firearm, I mean, you, we, we went out, as you probably guys know. Maybe he means the, the right firearm for the right purpose. Could mean that. Yep. Vic, send us an email. I don't want to say any more about that because I wanted to find yep. out. I mean, me and Muzz even went out. Uh, if you follow our YouTube channel, Aussie Feral Control, we hunted uh, foxes. Mm. And, I mean, Muzz used a $300 shitty bolt action <laughs> Maverick. And we axed foxes still like... Still shoots 12 gauges, just like <laughs> any other gun. It still shoots just 12 gauges. Just like any other gauges. shotgun, yeah. Um, all right, so we'll move on to the next one. Uh, so the next part of the uh, paragraph. It says, also, as much as I agree with some of Muzz's comments, I believe his opinions are not balanced and do not represent the bulk of shooters and hunters. Not wanting to sound mean to Muzz or single him out, but you can't argue something fairly with the I'm missing out attitude he has and the ongoing commitment to the USA gun culture. The Second Amendment is much more than a simple notion of being able to bear arms and defend yourself. Well, I agree with that. We, we, we know the Second Amendment is much more than yeah. a simple notion. We know that people die for this sort of thing yeah. and, the, and the Bill of Rights. So I think, I think absolutely. we spent a lot of shows trying yeah. to explain it. <laughs> yeah, I thought we said that. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I did, I did. But Well, listen, also, Vic, I don't know if you've ever been to the United States, but um, the reason why I love the American, not just the gun, gun culture, 
um, which is more or less the gun culture that we speak of when we talk about America as a culture of freedom. It's not per, uh, particularly a culture to do with guns. It's a culture of freedom and self-reliance. And the reason why um, we, I love the United States so much, myself and Jason have been to the United States. Uh, the people are, are wonderful. Honestly, some of the best people you could ever meet in your life. And uh, everything about the United States I absolutely love. And, and, it's, and it's more to do than just the guns i mean it's it's a whole wide variety of things i mean uh being able you know self-defense being able to um uh just sim- simple things like the road, road rules jason it's a, yeah. it's different it's just firecrackers a, for fi- fireworks you know available in a lot of states they're available all year round you know self-defense you can buy pepper spray and, and tasers and stun guns off the shelf i mean air, airsoft you can buy airsoft you know uh rifles at walmart and things like that i mean just it's just a whole package so um that's what that's what i love about america um and you know to be honest i think in australia because we're such a nanny state um maybe the way i talk about it may sound like Oh, the I'm missing out sort of thing because I tell you right now, mate, we are missing out. (laughs) (laughs) We we really are missing out. out. (laughs) So, Vic, if you haven't been to United States yet, mate, trust me, go. You are going to absolutely love it. So, go on, Jason. And I wanted to say that it says he believes uh, our opinions are not balanced and do not represent the bulk of shooters and hunters. Well, I think they do. Well, judging by that feedback that we just read out earlier. Um, and also with your ratings that you get on on uh, iTunes, Jason, mm. I, I think we're hitting about ninety percent mark, ninety yeah. percent approval mark. And so I think the people that do listen to the show pretty much bro- broadly agree with most of the things that uh, myself and Jason are saying. But even if they disagree, like like yourself, Vic, um, that's fine. We're, we're we're happy to have people you know write to us, and if if we're not doing something right, or if you think we're wrong on certain things, great, write to us, and we'll definitely respond. Yeah, I think that's very important because I mean I think yeah you know, we do have a lot of support which is fantastic and yeah. uh, we and get we know we're not gonna and me and Muzz have a disagreement actually we're going to talk about uh, in regards to illicit guns and grey market and illegal guns we're going to talk about uh, a little bit later because I think it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I, got, um, well, I hope we've got time for that because we've got a lot on the, <laughs> a lot on the menu today. But, yeah, and, and we actually disagree. And sometimes me and Mario disagree with things, and sometimes I'll say something and he goes, "Oh yeah, okay, I understand where that's coming from," and I'll do the same thing. Um, sometimes we just know we're gonna we're going to agree because we're pretty much alike in certain things um so I, every time i speak to people and people email me it seems to be positive and i know there's small parts that aren't gonna you agree with but you know you get the drift all right i wanted to go on to the next part um as res- okay here we go this is a very interesting part too because also as respectable members of the community Mm. Uh, we should not use uh, media and the antis for all the problems you guys believe we are facing. And you guys also agreed that once explained uh, to the so-called antis, they understand why we hunt. I mean, that's 50-50. I think anyone that's staunch... Well, look, we're not, we don't... Well, well, to be honest, uh, I know all the shows that were recorded, and we don't use the media and the antis for all the problems we're facing. We know that the bulk majority of the problems we're facing lie within. Yeah. Because we're just apathetic. Yeah. We're apathetic shooters, a whole bunch of us, uh, broadly, yeah. and, and, we, hey, and we know we know that is the bulk that is the bulk of our problem, and specifically, and in terms of uh, the people who run our shooting organisations, quite often they can be apathetic too. So that's also a big problem. Yeah. So I'm not entirely blaming the media and the lefties and the greenies out there. Of course, they they also contribute to, to the problem, but really the bulk of the problem is just apathetic shooters, and that's why Jason, we have an apathetic shooter segment. 
Yes. We haven't <laughs> so seen Vic, any for a while. So, Vic, honestly, I, I understand your comment, but uh, I don't know. I don't think it's justified. Uh, this is the next part, too. I wanted to say that, uh, where is it also, respectable hunters? Yeah, okay. Um, it, if I may also bring up the undesirables that was mentioned. I hunt ducks and I eat ducks. I don't hunt in game reserves for ducks because of the types of shooters it attracts. I value my safety and choose to hunt for ducks on private dams. I'm not saying these people are bad people, uh, but their shooting and hunting ethics are very undesirable. Uh, for all, uh, all you have to do is go to the clay target range before the opening of duck season and see the sort of people uh, that will go out before opening. Muzz was correct. Firearms were designed to kill, and let's so let's respect them and what they can do. Uh, for this reason, uh, this is the for this reason the field and game Australia suits me. Um, I, I want I want to touch on that one first, Muzz, for you because yep. I think we need to be very careful about who who we say and i hear this a lot people say oh that guy shouldn't own a firearm mm. uh he, he's unsafe well why, yeah. why does he own a firearm you shouldn't own firearms we need to be very careful i think about saying that because one the government has vetted them as a person competent yeah. to own a firearm yeah it's not for us to say me or mars or it's not for me to say that vic shouldn't own a firearm yeah. mars shouldn't be saying that i own a firearm all we need to do is if you don't like someone or the way they hunt, you don't like their safety record, and I've had to do this before, mm. you simply just don't hunt with them and you yep. simply just don't shoot with them. Yep. Hey, Mars, I'll even ask this or question. Or if you're confident enough and you think you can um, uh, handle that conversation, you you should approach them and say, listen, mate, I'm, yeah. I'm really not a fan of what you're doing there because I think it's unsafe. Yep. And, and train them. if what, then yeah. Maybe they're a new shooter. Yeah, you know, offer them some help. You know, that that's not condescending. That's just, yep. hey, mate, just saw, just thought you might want a hand. I just think we need to be very careful about this whole. Well, you know, we're all, you know, not, not saying Vic in particular, but there mm. are a lot of people that think they're high and might. Oh, this person shouldn't own a yeah. firearm. Why does that we, person? We own need a, to stick oh, together. Hang on, we need to stick but, together. But, a lot but more. I should own a firearm, shouldn't yeah. I? Of course, yeah, that's good. I'm fine. Oh, yeah, just I mean, not those people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything's you know okay in my hands, but oh no, yeah, those guys exactly. they're acting like you know a little bit uh, too hubris, you know. So, look, um. We've got to be careful about that because we've got to accept that everyone has a different personality. Now, I've got a lot of friends that when they go out uh, shooting, they they love going shooting on private properties because they can just go out and spotlighting, just to, you know, have a great time and yell and scream and shout and do whatever and not have to worry about uh, their behaviour so much. You know what I mean? But obviously, they're all the time they're very safe with firearms and you know they do all the right things. But you know, they just love having a great time and. You know, we just got to stick together as hunters. We just got to, in all types, regardless of your person, we yeah. just got to remember, you know, we're all in it together. We're, we all do, we all want the same things. We will just want to be left alone so we can enjoy our, our wonderful sport and, and, you know, and, and our culture. And, uh, but I just don't think it's helpful when we start to say, oh, well, I, you know, I'm a bit worried about those guys. They shouldn't have a gun. Yeah. Um, because and, and what do I even say to you when well, I've gone hunting before and Muzz has brought mm. some friends along or one friend yep. or two friends? And this is, we haven't talked, we did talk about this the other day, but mm. what's the first thing I've said to you when you say, oh, my friend such and such is coming and I haven't met them before? What's the first thing I've said? Well, you always ask me, oh, are they all right? Are they <laughs> <Yeah>. safe? <laughs> That's all the time I go, what are they yeah. like? And you vouch for them. What are they yeah. like? Oh, no, no, they're fine. And actually, all of them actually, surprisingly, have turned out to be pretty good guys. And no, I'm a pretty good um, judge of character, Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they have, actually. So, no, but it's the first thing I always ask Mars is like, oh, what are they like? What's their, you know, what do they do? Tell me about them. What do they, you know, what do they do for work? I just, I find out a bit of information about them. 
them? You know, what their general history is, you know? Are they, have they had any accidents before? Uh, can you vouch for them? And again, Muzz right. They've all been pretty good, but we'll go on to the next one. Uh, on more point... Well, sorry, one more point. I think you meant, it says on, but one more point. You guys discussed kangaroos. I agree controlled culling for eating will work in some places. Uh, I agree our laws fail us uh, who want to hunt and eat roos. True. But in my experience as a shooter, I've come across heaps of hunters that disregard the laws and will shoot loads of roos when out hunting. Uh, I can also tell you it is often not done ethically. Well, hmm. before Muzz goes on, very good point, mate. There are people out there, idiots, yep. uh, you know, that aren't going to do the right thing. Yep. That's in every walk of life, even if it's from hunting and shooting to playing tennis to golf. Yep. There are always going to be people out there that aren't going to do the right thing. Yes, there are people that out there hunt that don't hunt ethically. Again, not people that I enjoy hunting with, and I recommend that anyone that has the same thing just don't hunt with these people. Or again, offer the, offer them, you know, if they just yep. don't know what they're doing wrong and they're naive and green, help them out. Also, Jace, I think this um, I think this stems from uh, mainly. There is, a, a, I guess, a large community of people that go pretty much hunting only like twice a year. And when they do go, um, it's, it feels like they haven't been go, uh, gone hunting for so long that they just go wild. They just go wild. And the vast majority of the time, they do practice, you know, very safe handling of firearms and so on, but they just shoot absolutely everything. Now, I'm not saying I condone that, but I understand it. Um, and as long as, I guess, um, they got permission from the landowner, and so on, I guess, you know, they're okay to do that. And, uh, you know, that happens quite often. There's a lot of, a lot of people in the cities, because of the tyranny of distance, uh, most good hunting properties are, what, six, seven hours away, probably more, you know, in western New South Wales. And when they do go, they only go like twice a year. They're twice a year hunters. And, uh, you know, when they, when they go, they, they usually use about two, 300 bullets each. You know, they just go crazy. They just want to have a good time, enjoy themselves. And I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that as long as, A, you're practicing always safe handling of firearms and, B, you, you try and aim for the most humane kill. So that, that's the main thing. So, I mean, look, there's all different types of hunters. There's people out there that have access to property all the time and they go every weekend and, you know, they're very careful uh, what what type of, uh, what you know, what deer they pick out of the pack and they're very careful about their ammo, their reload. They go to all those sort of, you know, meticulous things and, you know, they yep. pride themselves to be good hunters and that's great. That's fantastic, you know what I mean? But not, not everyone's got the time to do that. So a lot of people love going hunting but... Uh, you know, they're IT people in the city or they're lawyers or they're whatever they might be and uh, they're very time poor and when they do go, they just go crazy because they don't go that often. Um, myself and Jason, we're fortunate we do go quite often, uh, not as often as we liked and that way we just, and re- that's the reason why we don't, we don't do those crazy things, I yeah, guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, one of our friends who we're going to be, we'll speak about that in a minute, just came back from America as well. Uh, yep. Went to the Knob Creek Machine Gun Show. I think it's in Kentucky. Yep. I mean, these guys, there's a whole line of firearms. You're talking fully automatic miniguns, uh, shooting cars, fridges. Mm. Uh, at the end of at the end of one of the days, I think you can sit on YouTube. All the people on the line shoot uh, yep. at the one thing, pretty much with the one car. 
uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. And it gets safe. They do it. There's no issue. Yeah, now, Jason, don't say too much because Frank, sure. our friend, uh, <laughs> and uh, Frank and myself, uh, yep. we've been to the United States just recently and yep. uh, we've had some great experiences and we're going to save yep. that for, for, for another episode yep. of Straight Shooting. So stay tuned for that one, guys. Uh, you're going to get to hear a lot of exciting stuff yep. that we've enjoyed in the United States. So, And what we're going to do as well is uh, Frank, our friend, for the Straight Shooting podcast, we're actually going to have, uh, for the first time ever, me, Mario, yep. and um, a third person. Yeah, and a third uh, person. We're going to have a special so, guest. So. Yeah, so we're going to be uh, getting conversation. Yep. Uh, as Maz just said, they, he went to America, so did Frank, and uh, they're going to yep. basically. Now, Jace, just getting back to Vic Sledder, he said that Maz said that firearms are designed yep. to kill. I, I don't actually recall, Vic, um, if you can point us out uh, the episode where I've actually said that, because I don't think I've ever actually said that, because I've pretty much always said that firearms were designed purely for self-defense, right? Self-defense. They're designed to defend one's life. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I don't know if I actually said firearms are designed to kill, uh, because that's not uh, an entirely correct statement, Um so, and what I mean by that is, is for example, in a self-defense situation, I mean, if you pull a gun on someone and say, hey, step away, don't move any further, I mean, that, that gun is, is, is there to, to make sure that this person doesn't do anything that could be violent towards you. So, it's a, it's a method of self-defense without actually having to kill someone. Right, so guns are primarily a deterrent. Basically, it's a deterrent exactly. So guns are primarily designed for self-defense since since the day they were, you know, in, invented. So I mean, but if you can point out where I've actually said that, please feel free to send us an email and uh, and reply back to us. So it is there, and also Jason with the duck hunting, yep. with the duck hunting um, that Vic mentioned, you've got a little bit more experience with duck hunting than, than I do. Uh, do you think his comments are valid? Uh, yeah, I mean. See, I don't hang out with those types of people, but yeah, you probably do see people that are a bit more gung ho than others, so to speak. Um, you know, the people that I hunt with, not really. Um, but yeah, you know, when we get out of the rice rice fields, yeah, you know, we want to let off some loads. Yeah, you know, I, well, don't I mean, the season doesn't last long, does it? No, no. I mean, I mean, oh no, for for rice mitigate, oh, it depends in Victoria. It goes for three months, but you know, give or take. Yeah. Um, you know, on the rice fields, you can hunt for about six or seven months, I think, maybe even eight months. Um, you know, so I mean, it's really uh, yes and no. Like anything, people do the wrong thing. All I say is don't hunt with them. We'll finish off um, Vic's email. Uh, yep. Goes. These are just my thoughts. And Rob Fickling, you know Rob Fickling from yep. Beyond the Divide, put it very clearly to you a few weeks ago. Uh, in making his show attractive, he has to wipe the blood away uh, and have a balanced uh, show as possible. I think when criticizing you guys could also be balanced as possible. Uh, this message is not intended to offend and happy to get involved uh, when possible to promote hunting. Cheers, Vic. Um, and I, yeah, I think we've always been balanced. I mean, maybe we're not. Again, I, I'm only coming from my mm. point of view, uh, how I think when I address the stuff. I mean, you know, again, these people have said these things in podcasts, in print, in news articles. And again, we're, in my opinion, we're only commenting on uh, these things they've said and taking yeah. them to task in regards to those comments. Yeah. Well, you know what, Vic, uh, honestly... There's no no um, offence taken. Please feel free to email us more if you if you've got some more feedback. We'd love to hear from you. So yeah, we really appreciate your comments and your letter, and uh, we we hope you enjoyed uh, our reply. So that's great. Yeah, and all right, last one, a good one. Uh, I thought there was only one good one, but there's two now today. Actually, it's a really good one. So from Barry Barry W. Hi Jason. You are right. The interview with Senator McKenzie was your best. You definitely are improving as an interviewer. 
I'm a long-time shooter and hunter uh, over retirement age, and it's very important we have the younger guys and gals like you to push the barrow, so to speak. I just looked up the Prime Minister's address to send him a letter I had written when I found out this link. Uh, sorry, when I found this link, which maybe you could put up on your website or tell listeners about when you and Mars are preaching about sending letters. True. Keep up the good work. I think you and Mars are a great team on the straight shooting bit. We all may not agree with you 100%, but we should all say what we think. Kai regards, Barry W. Good on you, Barry. Well done, mate. Uh, that's good to hear. We, we need more people like Barry who are, um, I guess, uh, willing to uh, make a difference and, and send a letter to a politician. And as I always say, Jason, it only takes 10 minutes to change the country. So just yep. 10 minutes of your time, sit down, write, write, down, a write, write a letter. Only a short letter. It doesn't have to be long. Make make sure it's less than one A4 page. Remember, you only got about one minute to capture an attention of a politician. And, uh, you know, write what you think and send it. So anyway, Jason, we've got a lot of important issues to discuss. The yep. Adler A10 shotgun. Before we do that, sorry, <laughs> I've got, I know before we, we are going to talk about the Adler. Just wanted to say, we actually should have done this at the start. Mm. Um, a lot of, <laughs> I said this on the Facebook page the other day. Um, for a lot of you guys that don't know, Sydney Branch had their AGM oh, right, yes, about yes. about a week ago. Important announcement. Okay, about a week ago. Now, I put on the Facebook page for the guys that you haven't seen that may not be on Facebook that I'm now a committee member on the Sporting Shooters Association Sydney Branch Committee. Um, just wanted to clarify a few things before people say, oh, you know, I'm going to be a corporate sellout or a shill for the Sporting <laughs> Shooters Association. This is going to change things. They're going to gag what he's saying. I wanted to make a few things just very clear before we start uh, the next article. Um, I was actually approached by James Walsh, the Sydney branch president, to run on the committee. Uh, obviously, I was elected last week. Uh, I think it was June 22nd, 2015, on the, whenever the AGM was. Uh, I wanted to say that, again, I've, had, I've spoken to James. I've spoken to the president about this show. Uh, yep. Obviously, he knows about it very well. Uh, and I wanted to say that at any time... Uh, that I'm asked to not say what I think or uh, they try to... So anyone, it doesn't matter who it is, tries to hush or try and gag what I say, uh, I will instantly step down from that position. Mm. I've had this conversation with the president uh, where there's fair criticism. I will give fair criticism where it's due. I understand that um, as a committee member, you, you have to look after the best interests of Sporting Shooters Association yep. members. Anything I've ever said on this show, I don't need to change my opinion because in my opinion, everything I've ever said on this show uh, that, that I'm for and pro about yep. uh, is in the best interest of Sporting Shooters Association members. There is no doubt about it. So I don't need to change my opinion uh, in any way, shape or form because I believe everything I've said is in the best interest of not only shooters in general, Hunters, doesn't matter what it is, or Sporting Shooters Association of Australia members. So I'll always do what's in the best interest of shooters. Uh, at any time, as I said, they say I can't say this or say that, I will immediately step down the position. Uh, I'm there to do a bit of learning, see what I can do, maybe even make some changes. Yeah, who knows? Absolutely. Uh, but I just wanted to just to clarify that, guys, because I know people are going to say stuff about me. Um, oh, what's his agenda now? He sold out to the double S double A. I mean, I do again. This is another thing that I do for free. I don't get paid to do this. No. I don't get paid as a committee member. So all my interest in is helping shooters get more rights. And if I can do that and be on a committee uh, and help out shooters, that's exactly what I wanted to do. So I wanted to be absolutely unapologetically clear about what about that role on the Committee of the Sporting Shooters Association. Uh, you won't see anything change on the show. Uh, again, I'll, we'll, me and Mars will always say what we said. 
if that changes and someone gets angry, I'll immediately step down because this show uh, is my number one. Mine and well, my- well, one of the one of the key things that myself and you talked about, Jason, is that we didn't want this to impact on the show in any way. No, because at the end of the day, guys, if the double SAA are doing something that's just absolutely wrong, we will we will call them out. Yep. and 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 we will absolutely give them a bollocking. Uh, regardless of whether Jason is on the committee or not. So, I mean, we're here to speak our minds. We're here to uh, present the things as they are. We're certainly not going to um, toe the line for the SSAA in any way. And we're certainly going to give them praise where it's due. Uh, so, yeah, it's fantastic. I think that Jason's done this. He's going to be directly involved with the uh, committee, the Sydney committee, and hopefully uh, he can make a difference and, uh, you know, give, have himself an opportunity to offer his two bob. And the meeting went pretty good, that first meeting, yeah, Jace? Yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. A lot spoken about. Mm. Um, again, obviously, some things are in confidence, but obviously, when I have more yep. uh, information that can be given out, absolutely, I'll be sharing it on this show firsthand. You can absolutely guarantee that. Yep. Um, Muzz wanted to get, and we want, let's start talking about the biggest news. Sorry, guys, yeah. it's taken so long, but this is going to be a great show. Lots There's of information. So many things to cover. Man, this is huge, right? Guys, huge, right? Yep. We need to talk about the Adler shotgun i mean this is a lot of you guys probably saw the torture test the niowa video niowa are the importer we're going to be the importer of the shotgun this has been all over the forums people have gone crazy for the for the for the the lever action adler and if you saw the niowa video now i have some serious concerns as to why and if you haven't seen the video that's because niowa trading actually took that video down i don't know why um i can only assume maybe it's getting too much publicity i'm not sure but now there's all these talks to move levers i mean guys we're not talking about lever action shotguns we're talking about your 30 30s your 45 70s yep your your, your, your 357 color whatever it may be they're going to ban levers so i mean this is some serious stuff well they want to ban levers so let's uh, let's make sure we've got the wording correct uh they want to ban levers um that's what they're talking about the uh, victorian police are having a bit of a hissy fit over this Adler uh, A110 shotgun, which is an absolutely fine firearm, absolutely brilliant. I've got one on order, so I'm telling you, I can't wait to get one. I think you heard when they were going to ban it, he went down and put a uh, positive on one. (laughs) I went went down to see uh, Tony at Horsley Park and (laughs) put some money on one straight away, so I'm hoping to get my one this year, and I absolutely can't wait to get it. Um, Anyway, fantastic. Before we go on, Mars, sorry to interrupt. This okay, Minister for Police in Victoria. These are the ones, yep. haven't they? The, these are the ones that have been pushing uh, this Adler thing. So if you're in Victoria, or even if you're not in Victoria, who cares? Yeah. This is the guy you need to write to, or even ring him up. Ring him up, right? The Honourable Wade Noonan, N O N A N M P. Phone number zero three eight six eight four zero nine double zero. Wade at parliament or you can. Um, his address is level 16, 121 Exhibition Street, Melbourne, Victoria, 3000. Um, surprisingly, All this information is freely yeah, available too jump on the victoria.gov.au uh, website. The look up your Victorian police minister, uh, Minister for Police, the Honourable Wade Noonan. Um, surprisingly, actually, Parliamentary Party Australian Labor. The first yep. time I've seen the Labor, you know, a lot of the Labor actually come out you know, pretty hard on this sort of thing, which he hasn't said much. It's actually been the police. And we're going to talk about the police having too much power oh. to basically dictate policy in this country. And yeah. This is the main thing. Again, we don't have any problem with the police, but in most countries, the police are there to enforce the law, not 
make the law. And I think our officials, uh, our politicians, yeah. listen way too much yeah. to police ministers. Um, and oh, But of course, they can have all the guns they like. Yep. They just don't want you to have this firearm. Yep. And again, you know, people are having the conversation now of, well, how do we get this firearm to a Category C? This is no doubt what the politicians are saying. Mm. I'm like, why aren't we pushing? If I can own a seven-shot Adler lever action, which is a, a down-up lever motion, why mm. can't I own a five-shot pump action, which is a, a forward-back motion? Yeah. What's the difference? I mean, also, Jason, the big argument too, I mean, have a look at all the lever guns, centre-fire lever guns with a seven-plus you know, magazine capacity, Yeah. right? 10-round capacity, yep. uh, 357 lever guns, 44 magnum lever guns. I mean, the police weren't having kittens over them, but all of a sudden... Yeah. Rob Neuer puts a video up of the new Adler and oh no, we've got to recategorize this yeah, gun. Yeah. I mean it's the an absolute it's an absolute beat up, guys, and we've got to fight it. But you know what? It's 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 not uh, a laughing matter. Um this could actually gain traction and uh you know potentially uh you know we yeah. may even lose our lever guns. So yeah. uh guys, we've got to fight it. So you've got to you've got to contact the Minister of Police in Victoria and you've got to contact the Premier Kevin Andrews and let them know that you are not in any way Daniel, supporting no, Dan, sorry, Daniel sorry Andrews. Daniel Andrews, sorry my mistake. <laughs> um that you are not in any way supportive of any more restrictions on the law abiding firearm owner. The Adler eight 110 is a perfectly legal firearm uh, for a Category A firearm. It meets all the criteria for the Category A firearm. We don't want any more gun restrictions. The, the outdoor recreational market, specifically the firearms and hunting market in Victoria, is worth billions. And, uh, you know, we, you don't want to... You don't want to dilute the economy like that, and you know, and just hurt hurt the the legal economy for the firearms. And I wanted so, to say too, we, we're also going to guys, we're going to affect our gun shops. I mean, what exactly. are they? What are they eventually going to be selling in our gun shops? Bold actions and over under shotguns, and maybe a few side. I mean, by yeah, that'll be it. I mean, it'll just be be a shop full of bolt action shotguns and bolt action and shotguns. I mean, it's just. It's crazy. So, look, it's a very urgent matter, guys. And if you have never written, a, uh, if you're in Victoria, even if you're not in Victoria, if you've never written a letter to a politician, please write to um, uh, write to the pre uh, Victorian Premier and write to the police minister. Let them know that if they change the laws to negatively affect yep. law-abiding gun owners, that they will lose your vote. Yep. They will absolutely lose your vote and they will lose your support. And, uh, in fact, uh, you, you don't want... You don't want them doing anything of the sort. Uh, in fact, you want them doing the opposite. You want them to try and relax the gun laws, to increase the economy, yeah. to allow more uh, shooters uh, into Victoria, to, um, you know, specifically all the overseas shooters. Okay, yes, so you yes. want to make it easier for overseas people to come and visit Victoria and spend their money here. Yep. and uh, absolutely enjoy themselves in the great uh, Victorian mountains. So, look, guys, uh, it's time to act. We've got to really get as many letters out there to the Victorian Premier and the Police Minister. Tell them in a very nice and polite way of need to uh, make sure that we we, yep. we make this abso absolutely too, clear. Absolutely clear, Jason. We don't want any loonies out there sending threatening letters or anything like that. Yep. Okay, you, you're keep not it, keep it tame, keep it respectful, keep, keep it respectful. Okay, keep it short and sweet to the point. Uh, remember, you're writing to politicians here. Don't don't make yourself look like a tool in the letter. Okay, so just remember, be respectful in the letter, yep. and just let them know that you don't want any more negative changes to the 
Firearms uh, Act, and uh, you certainly are not in support of any kind of reclassification yep. of any firearms. So again, Daniel Andrews and Wade Noon, and Daniel Andrews is the Premier, obviously, of Victoria. Yep. But again, guys, like I said, if you're in Victoria, send them to your Victorian officials. New South Wales, send yep. them to your New South Wales officials, you yes. know, to your Premier here in New South Wales, to the Police Minister. Same thing in Queensland, same thing in Northern Territory, yes. same thing in WA. Again, depends on which state you're in. We need a basically, of course, a class action uh, attack well. on this uh, issue because, again, like I said, you know, guys, if you don't want your levers anymore, you know, even your bolt action, so your lever action rifles, well, that could be on the chopping block too. Yeah. So, again, let's make sure we're getting on top of it. Again, those are the two main people you need to look up, your uh, Premier and your Police Minister. Very uh, easy to find, guys. Very Just easy to do, find. Do Jump Google, on the net. Do a Google search, newsouthwales.gov.au, victoria.gov.au. Yep. And uh, I find don't send find. emails. Do not send emails. If that's your only mode of you can do it, send, hang on, send an email. But I'm saying you want to send the physical copy because then they've got to collect it. Yes. They've got to scan it onto the system. right? You get it. Can you imagine how many letters they're getting and they've got to give replies? I mean, it'd be the most thankless, worst job. I could yep. Can you imagine working in Premier and Cabinet? I mean, it'd be terrible. Yep. You know, thousand, imagine, they get a thousand letters from shooters. They sit up and go, oh, by the way, Mr. Such and Such, well, we got a thousand letters in the last week about this Adler shotgun. Yep. Oh, well, really? Because again, they're only worried about their own and skin. And they have to reply. They have to reply. It's again, exactly. sometimes in emails they will, depending on the, you know, the, the issue on the particular email. But I mean, sometimes they, don't, they just delete your email. Oh, it never came in. What can you do? But in physical form, it'll be scanned onto the system. Uh, they've got to act on that. And again, they get a thousand letters. Can you imagine how long? Even if they've got to send the same generic letter out, yep. it's a nightmare. Trust me. Now, <laughs> something, Jason, that's just as important. Uh, okay. We've got the, a National Firearms Agreement Review. Review. Yes. That's right. By the Justice Minister Keenan. Federal Justice Minister Keenan will be uh, conducting a National Firearms Agreement Review. Now... I've got a letter here, and some of you guys may have already seen this letter because it's been published by the SSAA National. And I'll just read it out here, Chase. Yeah. All right. Hit me. What is it? Uh, who do we need to write? Because, again, like I said, guys, with this review, uh, you need to make your submissions. It's very important to make those submissions, yep. guys, because, again, if, if we think this National Firearms Agreement review is going to be positive for shooters, you must be smoking crack because... There's nothing mm. in here that's probably going to be good for us. Again, be respectful in your letters. You tell them, even if you tell them you're not going to vote for them, if you say you've lost my support, that is the most hardest way they'll understand they're going to lose yep. your vote. So go on, Muzz. Yeah, so this is a letter from uh, um, the Honorary Michael Keenan, uh, Minister of uh, Justice, uh, Federal Minister of Justice, and this is a letter to Mr. Tim Bannister, CEO of SSAA National. Okay, dear Mr. Bannister, it reads... Thank you for your letter of June 1st, 2015, regarding the update of the technical elements of the National Firearms Agreement. As you may be aware, the update of the technical elements of the National Firearms Agreement stems from a recommendation in the Martin Place Siege Joint Commonwealth New South Wales Review, specifically that the Commonwealth states and territories should simplify the regulation of the legal firearms market through an update of the technical elements of the National Firearms Agreement. This recommendation recognises that the National Firearms Agreement was written in 1996 and as such may not accurately reflect the current operation of the legal firearms market. 
The Firearms and Weapons Policy Working Group, which is chaired by my department and includes representatives from each state and territory, is currently working to identify those areas of the National Firearms Agreement that would benefit from being <laughs> yeah, updated. Yeah. You mean as screw part, us over? Well, <laughs> as part of this process, a broad range of stakeholders will be consulted, including the firearms community, industry and recreational groups, and other relevant community organisations. Thank you again for writing on this matter. Yours sincerely, Michael Kennan. Now, um, very hard to decipher, to be honest, Jason, what they really mean here, uh, because it says that, uh, okay, um, Commonwealth State and Territories should simplify the regulation of legal firearms market through an update of the technical elements of the National Firearms uh, Agreement. Now, that could actually be a bonus. That could actually simplify, meaning that it's easier. Yeah. Uh, so, so, well, I don't know. I'm just just reading it as hey, it is. Did they mention in there that Sydney Siege? They mentioned that they did. I was, oh, I was, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. They need. They're saying that, that they want to simplify some of the elements. Now, that yeah. may be a good thing for us. I'm not sure. Now, National Firearms Agreement stems from recommendations in a Martin Place Siege Joint Commonwealth New South Wales Review. Now, apparently, there's some recommendations made after Martin Place Martin Place Siege, but Ask yourself the question, guys. What possible law would have stopped that crazy bloke, man, Monis, from getting that gun anyway? There's no yeah. law on the books that would have stopped. He broke all the laws. He slipped through so many nets, it's not funny, as me and Jason illustrated in a previous show. So this is what worries me. What worries me is there is a recommendation to change the legal framework, whereas the bloke who committed a crime didn't follow any laws at all. So that's a worrying thing. That could be definitely And didn't be bad. have a license, did well, he? That's that's right. Now, the other thing that's worrying for me. Okay. They say that a recommendation recognizes that National Firearms Green were written in nineteen ninety six and such may not accurately reflect the current operation of the legal firearms market. What does that mean? I've got no idea, but it does not sound good. It may mean that oh, it's a little bit out of date. We need to update it so we can we make it a little bit more stricter. Lever actions to Category C. Maybe I hope, certainly hope not. But this is a worrying development. I can tell you that much. It's very worrying. The Firearms and Weapons Policy Working Group, which is chaired by my department and includes representatives from each state and territory, is currently working to identify those areas National Firearms Agreement that would benefit from being updated. Areas of the NFA that would benefit from being updated. Okay, so the agreement is being. There's benefit to the agreement. I don't know what that means, but I think it means there's not benefit to us. No, no, not at all. Um, that's very worrying. So anyway, goes on to say as part of the process, a broad range of stakeholders will be consulted, including the firearms community, industry and recreational groups, and other relevant community organisers. Well, I can tell you that the other relevant community organisers will be groups such as, I guess, Gun Control Australia. Absolutely. And all those knobs. Uh, and maybe some people from the Greens or God knows what other gun-hating people they might bring out. But the, anyway, the industry and recreational groups, this is very important. Anyone that's listening to this podcast right now, if you're in the industry, if you are a member of the SSAA, um, Australian Deer Association, any gun club whatsoever, you've got to get involved in this. We need to make sure that we've got a very, very strong voice 
as uh, as being some of the stakeholders in in this uh, process. Um, yeah. And absolutely, uh, we need to and really don't forget, fight for it. This is going to affect business. Like I said, I mean, yeah. how many? I mean, again, I'm not sure if I'm correct. This is obviously hearsay, but I mean, apparently they've sold or taken deposits for six thousand Adler shotguns. Oh, yeah. um, this is going to affect business. It's so, going yeah, to affect yeah. uh, dealerships. Exactly. It's obviously going to affect Niwa. I'm sure Niwa's not going to be too happy if they happen to lose the import. They've basically spent all this money on research and development, I guess, for a shotgun made in Turkey. Yep. Uh, well, I think it's Turkey. Oh, yeah. Correct. I think they just bought it from the manufacturer in Turkey when they went to uh, European uh, gun okay. show. They, right, they found right. it, and it, and it actually meets all the, perfectly meets all the requirements under the law. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we need um, to fight hard, guys. We can't yeah. stress that enough. You'll listen to the show right to this, your ministers. This is a please. big deal, guys. This is a really big deal. I can tell you right now, it's a massive deal. I've already written a letter to Senator Bridget McKenzie, uh, alerting her about this, so letting her know that I really want her to fight for us. Uh, to Senator Lionhelm, uh, Bob Catter. Um, also, you've got to you've got to send a letter to the Prime Minister and also, of course, uh, Michael Keenan, the Minister of Justice. Let them know that you don't want any negative changes yep. that could impact the law-abiding in the firearms agreement. You want positive changes. You Cutting want, red tape. You want to cut the red tape, and especially Category C firearms. I mean, look at this. We've got all sorts of firearms lever actions already available in market, no problems, perfectly legal since the Martin Bryant ma- you know, massacre and even before that. Uh, not a problem with those firearms. All of a sudden, they want to reclassify them. There's no justification for it. And you need to let them know that you are not going to be happy with this. They will lose your support if they go ahead with this. So, guys, it's very important. This is probably one of our most important podcasts of the year uh, that you start getting active now. Remember what I said, it only takes 10 minutes to change the country. You need to start writing letters to the PM to the Minister of Justice, people in Parliament who are pro-gun supporters. Uh, you got uh, Senator McKenzie, uh, Senator Lionhelm, yep. uh, Bob Catter. Yep. Uh, write to these people. Let them know that they, you want them to fight for you. You want them to start fighting and not let this happen. So anyway, guys, um, very, very important stuff going on. The Adler A110 shotgun that has been, uh, I guess, toted as the new baby killer. Uh, police having a hissy fit and also the review into the NFA. And also, guys, write to the SSAA. Tell Jeff Jones and all the guys in National that you want strong action. You want strong action from him. You want strong representation. Don't forget Jeff Jones, I think, did put a uh, press release about this um, a couple of, about a week or so yep. ago, I think. Again, we'll find that. We'll play that on the next show. Um, so, I mean, actually, it might have been about the NFA review, but again, sorry, guys, we will find out um, and we'll read well, that well, out. Well, to his the next credit, shows. Jeff Jones has sent letters to the media regarding the Adler, yep. the, the Adler uh, shotgun, and also he has been very active with this um, uh, with this NFA in, uh, yep. uh, uh, inquiry. Yeah, it's good. We don't want any more so, regulations. Glad, no. Good to see our biggest organization. Yeah. Again, finally. Starting to put at these politicians, no, we're not going to be accepting it. But we certainly also don't want them to roll roll over, Jason. And the only way we're going to make sure to do that is get the members to write. Get the members to write to the SSAA and tell them that we want strong action. Start representing us. So anyway, Jason, go ahead. All right, guys, apathetic shooter. Apathetic shooter. Apathetic shooter. All right, this one actually was very interesting. I saw this. On a forum. And unfortunately, again, we were talking about this and we know where fair criticism is due. Yeah. Uh, this one's in regards to, which I understand the court, what, what he means. I think this could have been answered, uh, or sorry, written a lot better than what yeah. it was. To be honest, in my opinion, it's quite piss poor. 
Mm. Uh, this was a Mars the article by. Uh, yeah, this is by uh, the WSAA New South Wales president Paul McNabb. Okay, this is the president's message in the uh, not the very latest uh, ep- uh, magazine of the uh, Australian Shooter magazine, but. Uh, which one was turn, it? Muzzy. Just turning he's, he's it over. The front of it. <laughs> just got this cover all mixed because up. Because this has been floating around a lot, and this was actually brought up. Muzz. Yeah, the July 2015 edition. Yeah, and this was brought up at the AGM election. A guy came up, and I don't, can't no, remember sorry, what his name correction, was. Correction, Jace, just one moment. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember exactly in, in particular, yeah. but we were at the AGM last week, weren't we, Muzz? And uh, yeah, a guy did AGM. get up. He was very passionate. A guy got up from the crowd and actually uh, spoke about this. Can't remember what his name was, but uh, what did yep, Mr. McNabb say? Yeah, well, I mean, I noticed this uh, prior to the meeting. I actually was talking to um, Jason about it. Now, this is in the June 2015 um, edition of the Australian Shooter Mag, SSAA Australian Shooter Mag. Now, Paul McNabb here writes a letter about the SSAA. No, that was actually it's in the quarterly review, isn't it? The quarterly review. Uh, yeah, is it, yeah. No, it actually is. It's in the, sh- the journal. Yeah, the New South Wales Shooter Quarterly Review, that's which it. comes with the okay, yeah, uh, magazine. Yeah, right. So it would have been sent to you in the June uh, 2015 mag. Now, here, Paul McNabb, which is, he's obviously a very nice guy, Paul McNabb, but he's he's written something here which really, I guess, it's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, and I just don't think, and this is not a case, guys, of you know people who are at the top of our organisations that sometimes get a little bit of foot and mouth disease, and this is my opinion, right? So it goes on here to say, SSAA New South Wales is not interested in African safaris, fishermen, four-wheel drivers, mountain climbers, or any other mob that has nothing to do with shooting or hunting in the state. SSAA New South Wales will work with anyone who can help build our support. Okay. Oh, okay. So we look. We don't need any more division, guys, amongst people who actually just want the same thing as everyone else does. It's just they want their own freedoms, their freedoms back. So, uh, and this is just really drives a wedge and just creates more division. Now, I understand. I was told to me that he was trying to make a political statement to some people, but um, when you try and make a statement like this and you put it on the public forum, like the quarterly review, it just doesn't go down well. And Someone at the AGM definitely stood up and uh, had a major complaint about it, and um, and I think the complaint is uh, and the criticism is well deserved. So he says that New South Wales will work with anyone who can help build our support. Well, I can tell you right now, if you've got a if you want to hunt in a particular forest or a national park or whatever it might be, and you've got some uh, four wheel drive club that's not really happy with what you're saying, guess what? They're going to chuck up a stink. Okay, so it's in your best interest to be as friendly as you possibly can with all the four-wheel drivers and the fishermen and the guys who want to go African safaris and so on. Now, you don't have to say that you're going to, you know, support them with everything you have and so on, but there's just... Yeah, but let's not forget, Mars. There's just no need to write this stuff. Hunters often have have four-wheel drives. Most hunters have got four-wheel drives. They go four-wheel driving. They're fishermen. They're fishermen. They go, you know, they, so a lot of guys that I know that are hunters, yeah. they go mountain bike riding. Exactly. Same thing. They hunt, they fish, they shoot, they've got four wheel drives. I just think this was a ridiculous statement to make. I'm yeah. not sure if he maybe let, you know, maybe an, an issue out within the double SAA, yeah. uh, you know, maybe like, and I, and I do that sometimes. I've written emails and I'm, I'm going to send this email. Then I think, mm. oh. You know, should I really send this now, you know, when I'm angry? And I think sometimes it's better off waiting 24 hours, think about it, yep. then publish it. I just think it, it could be sent a lot better or completely wiped out of that president's yeah. message because 
you know. Well, I mean, look, a lot of areas, Jason, shooters already divided as it is. You know, we've already got different views and opinions. I mean, we don't need to divide ourselves even more, in, you know, by putting the four-wheel drivers offside and fishermen, you know, and guys who go, like going to African safaris. I mean, Jesus, there's just no need to say these sort of things, whether you support them or not. There's just absolutely nothing. There's nothing that can be gained from saying this. So, look, Paul McNabb, I'm sorry, mate, but uh, look, uh, you've you've got our prize this week for the apathetic shooter. Give yourself was, an uh, uppercut in regards to that. Comment. Yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, look, it's just it's just really really poor comments, and I certainly hope you don't repeat that again. Um, now, uh, another one from apathetic shooter, and sadly, Jason, it's the national. I said we didn't even have one today when we do. <laughs> yeah, sadly, Jason. I didn't even know what Muzz was going to talk about today. Then he brings out the apathetic shooter again. More foot and mouth disease from our wonderful leaders. This time it's Jeff Jones. And uh, I've got here the July edition of um, uh, the Sporting Shooter magazine. Yep, July edition. Here we go. Stra- sorry, Australian Shooter. I don't even Australian know what shooter. he's going to say right now. So. Australian Shooter. Now, Jeff <laughs> Jones uh, had a pretty good letter here in the President's message, and he says things like, unlike America, where the Second Amendment gives their citizens the right to bear arms, Australians don't have such rights. In a Western democratic system, however, we do have the freedom to own and use firearms. We also have to prove that we are fit and proper person for that freedom. Right, okay, so the problem here I have is, look, in Australia, and to be honest, in most Western countries, you absolutely do have a right to own firearms. To what extent that right goes to, it all depends on the government And we've said this whole thing about... A lot of people in our organisations are yeah. saying it's, you know, constantly say it's a privilege. I don't know why yeah. people say that in the media. We should be using the term. No, it's a right. It's a right. Well, it's absolutely. Look, from, from even if we know that, you know, behind yeah. closed doors, yes, it's a privilege because it can be taken away at any time. Well, well no Western country has ever banned anyone's, uh, I guess, ability to lawfully acquire a firearm. Depend depends what that firearm is. Like, for example, in England, they ban handguns, but you can still get various types of firearms in England. Um, in fact, unless you live in a completely totalitarian communist country, you absolutely have a right in almost every single country I mean, in the world. Russia has concealed carry. <laughs> you sake, absolutely I mean, have a right in uh, virtually every country in the world, with the exception of a few totalitarian regimes, you absolutely have a right to own firearms. So it's not helpful to say, okay, Australians don't have such rights. Uh, maybe the Australian, maybe you could have said Australians don't have such constitutional rights like the Americans. I mean, that would have been a little bit more, uh, I guess, better, uh, correctly worded. But I would have um, said we may not have the constitutional right, yeah, but it should be a human right in this country to own yeah, firearms. Yeah, it should be. It's a basic human right. I just thought about right. that just then. How good would yeah. that have been? Well, you know, absolutely. But see, he, this is, and then he goes on in, right in the end of his letter. He goes on to say. Um, all we ask in return is that social, economic, environmental benefits of the recreational shooting and hunting be recognised. Yes, discriminating against hunters and sporting shooters in times of tribulation is not the Australian way. I agree. As I said before, as I said earlier, he says, we don't have a right to firearm ownership in this nation. That's what he said. But I, like, I like many others, want to live in a land of choice and freedom. Okay, well, there's just no need to say these sort of things, Jeff. We don't have a right. We don't have a right. If you keep telling people we don't have a right, yeah. well then, well they're just you know they're just going to accept whatever restrictions are put on yeah, in the why future. Why do we need to? I <laughs> think people know this. Why do we need to tell people this? Look, 
People, it's almost people like know, we're selling it to the antis. We're look, selling ourselves out to the antis. People here. know in this country that we don't have a constitutional right to bear, uh, to, to keep and bear arms. That's that's you don't have to repeat that. Everyone, it's this common knowledge. But I'm saying, but you absolutely do. Sorry, Jace, you absolutely do have a right to own firearms. You absolutely do. There is absolutely no way that all the Western countries in the world are ever going to ban firearms ownership unless completely. you have a criminal record or there's some ever. reason why you well, yeah, if, if you're a criminal you you know you're violating your violating the law or your responsibilities of course they're going to take certain uh, rights away from you so and, and that goes without saying that's that's even in the united states you know so um jeff there's just no there's no need to say these sort of things and you're not doing uh, the shooting community any favors by saying this stuff um, you know, and then you go on to say, I want to live in a land of choice and freedom. Well, freedom means you have rights. Am I right, Jace? Yeah, exactly. If yep. you have if you have freedom, that means you have certain rights. So absolutely. So we do have rights to own firearms. Oh no, but I always think if I'm the general public or I'm an anti or a general public person reading this, it's like, mm. oh, oh, maybe it is a right. Oh. If I don't really know anything about firearms, again, it's instilling that dogma again yeah. onto people that may not necessarily have an yeah. opinion. Oh well, well, yeah, it is a right in this country. Well, okay, fair enough. Oh, I mean, why, why can't why can't the leaders of our organisations say it's a human right for us to own firearms in this country? Yeah. It, it, well, be- it, well, it's a basic human right, really, which they won't say in this magazine. But it's a basic human right to be able to defend why yourself. Why wouldn't they say that in that magazine? What do you mean by that? Well, you know, Jeff Jones, like in the new interview, Jason. Uh, with the interview that you had with him, said that he wa- he didn't want to push the self defence issue. He wanted to leave it to someone else. So um, they won't say it in double SAA, and that's fine. It's up to the double SAA. But uh, really, in ter- in terms of uh, saying that you don't have a right to firearms, I just don't think that's helpful. I think that's it's a, not a, useful, is it? Not it's useful. not useful at all. There's no reason to say it. There's nothing that can be gained from it. And it's just more of foot and mouth We're just disease from our leaders. In the foot. We're shooting ourselves in oh, the foot with this sorry. sort of stuff. So, <laughs> shooting. You know, yeah, we're shooting ourselves in I the foot that. with with this sort of rhetoric, Jeff. So please, I mean, please don't say these sort of things. And uh, you know, we need to put more positive messages forward, not this negativity. So anyway, Jeff Jones and uh, Paul McNabb, you are our two, unfortunately, our two apathetic shooters for this month. All right, guys, we just want to finish up that show. We know uh, there wasn't... We did have some news. We're probably going to tackle that on the next uh, Straight Shooting Podcast. We really wanted to spend this time talking about the things that you need to do right now. Don't just listen to this podcast. Please, you know, get out there and write those letters. It's very important. Even if you're not going to purchase an Adler shotgun, it's not the point. You might have, like Mars. Mars has got a lever action 30-30. I mean, it's a bit of a dog's breakfast that gun, but you know, <laughs> nah, it's all right. It's not a bad gun. I've never seen. Oh no, he did shoot it. He did shoot. Uh, he shot a few things with that. Um, but my point is, yeah, you know, this is quite a serious matter, guys. This could be the biggest thing since you know, pretty much two thousand and two, was it? You know, when they banned you know high caliber pistols. Well, I think I think it's uh, it could be the biggest thing since ninety six, Jason. If it uh, if it actually goes through, and uh, it's absolutely important now, guys. A lot of you. Uh, a lot of you blokes that are sitting out there listening to this podcast, you know, you'll go back to your job and or go back to sitting on the lounge watching TV and think, ah, oh, well, someone else will do it. Let me tell you something. Someone else won't do it. You have to do it. Okay? You've got to write your letters to the PM, to the Minister of Justice, to Victorian Premier, Victorian Police Minister, New South Wales Premier, New South Wales Police Minister. Tell them that you will not accept any more negative changes to the law abiding in the NFA. 
and tell them that in fact what you want, you want a relaxation of the laws. Yep. Or otherwise, they will lose your support. And yep. make it simple in a in a You don't even have to say you, you're gonna, you're, they're going to lose your vote. Don't even say that. Just yep. say, you will lose my support. You from will now lose on. my support, exactly. Which, it reads between the lines to them, yep. you will lose your vote. And it's yeah. very important, guys. This is a this could be a pivotal moment in the history of the gun laws in our country if we don't act. If we don't act, we're definitely going to lose a, a little bit more of our sport. And in fact, we may even lose a lot. So we need to make sure we get our pro-gun politicians uh, active. We need to make sure we get our organizations active, SSAA specifically. We need to make sure that we get writing to our politicians and let them know that we are the biggest lobby group in the country and we're not going to take a back seat anymore. We're not going to take a step back. Okay? So that's what's important, guys, and that's the key uh, part of this podcast. And it's extremely important that you guys get active. So remember what I said. It only takes 10 minutes to change the country. Yep. Okay? Uh, Before we finish off, too, I want to say one thing, Mars. It was an interesting one. Got an email. You'll laugh at this. Well, I shouldn't laugh. It's quite a sad thing. Gun Control Australia sent me an email the other day. You might I'm not sure if you saw it on my Facebook page. Jason. An invitation, Australia's gun laws, two decades on from Port Arthur luncheon with John Howard and Andrew Denton. Then it says, the on John Howard in conversation with Andrew Denton. Next year commemorates the 20-year anniversary of Port Arthur Massacre. The 28th of April 1996 will live in the infamy as Australia's worst gun massacre with 35 dead and 19 wounded. The legacy of the lives that were lost and damaged at Port Arthur was enshrined by then Prime Minister John Howard in some of the world's most courageous and determined gun laws. The 1996 Firearms Agreement is globally recognised for its impact and success towards reducing gun violence, blah, blah, blah. Now, it talks about uh, Andrew Denton. Now, this is the interesting part. September 8th, 2015, from 12pm to 2pm. Museum Contemporary Art Sydney. Uh, And guess what the cost is, Muzz, to go and listen to John Howard and Andrew Denton? Oh, well, tell me, Jason. <laughs> $350. And that's the early oh. bird fee, oh, uh, which follows up to $450 oh. uh, once the uh, early bird thing has uh, expired. Uh, so, again, guys, I want to say these people yeah. have no shame whatsoever. Uh, oh. They will do it like $350. Well, they think they're heroes, but what can you do? And that's th- the, it's just their opinion. $350 living off those poor poor people that died at Paul Arthur, I think, is just disgusting. Uh, it's not surprising they would try to make money out of it, or John Howe would try and make money. I'm not sure where the money's going, uh, but anyway, you know, I'd love to go. Wouldn't I love to actually go and actually record it, or you know, well, get I'll up tell and start you asking what, some questions? I'll tell you but- what, one thing I'm, I'm certain: these anti-gun groups they get a lot of mileage yeah. out of Port Arthur, and uh, to be honest, they just keep bringing it up over and over and over again. And I, for one, really am sick of it. I'd love. And I'm to sure see- many of you guys are too. I'd love to see who's going to pay $350 or up to 450 after the early bird oh. tickets expire. Who would pay that to get? I bet they probably get 10 people in there. Surprising, they probably get 10, 15 people. Maybe well, people want to come and see John Howard. Well, Jace, my $350 will be going towards a new Adler A110, <laughs> A110 shotgun. I yes. can tell you that much. It won't be going towards a ticket to go see John Howard. But anyway, to those who are going to go, good luck to them. Yeah, and uh, coming up, guys, we've got a lot of good shows coming up. We've got one about the uh, infamous rabbit. Hunting Rabbits. We've got a podcast mm. coming up about that. A very, very good other podcast. We uh, interviewed. I interviewed a lawyer, Stephen Mainstone, probably about yep. two years ago, uh, about firearms laws. So on Facebook, there's a firearms lawyer, Ross Williamson. Had a chat with Ross Williamson, done a podcast with Ross. Terrific. We go through some cases and stuff like that. So we've got another firearms law yep. podcast coming up. Plenty especially of content coming up. Especially for you guys in WA who 
poor bastards have <laughs> a lot of draconian gun laws over oh, there. Oh man, WA. I mean, look at it. Look how massive WA is. They've got so much land. Uh, per, uh, you know. Per capita, per, how many square meters per person have they Crazy. got? You know, how many square kilometers, sorry, per person of land they got over there? And yet they got the most restrictive gun laws, you know, arguably the most restrictive gun laws in the state and in, in the country. And it's just absolutely crazy but jace look we've got a lot of content coming up you're gonna you got some great interviews coming up now guys i know there are so many stories that that we could have covered that there's, there's heaps of things going on around the world you recently there was uh, a massacre in tunisia um yep, yep. Uh, that uh, mad uh, terrorist uh, killing 38 uh, innocent people now i'm going to discuss that in a much much later show there'll be a special on that uh regarding how the media treats all these other uh i guess mass murders around the world and how America seems to get some sort of special treatment. The message is always different with America. Uh, so we'll be uh, doing a, a different show uh, for that. We've got uh, myself, Frank, uh, coming up in a, uh, a show where yes. we're going to be talking about experiences in the United States. Yep. So I hope you guys are looking forward to that. Uh, so many things in, on the books, guys. But really, more than anything, guys, the, one of the major things, the most important thing, uh, this year is for us to get active on these issues that myself and Jason spoke earlier about. The Adler A one ten shotgun. If you haven't seen it, go look it up on YouTube and have a look at what it's like. There's a video there with the Turkish manufacturer showing off the gun and what it's capable of. It's fantastic. Uh, go to your local gun shop. Go order one. They're only eight hundred bucks. I mean, eight hundred bucks, Jason, for Crazy. a lever action Crazy. bottom loading shotgun. Absolutely awesome i mean really yeah. great value so yeah go get yourself a shotgun i mean that's probably the best way to yeah. protest too yep. jace go and buy one yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly look up for the next show with our next straight shooting it'll be muzz and frank three people of us having a chat muzz yep. just got back from america what about two weeks ago yep at the recording of this podcast what are we june uh, july 5th whatever we are now july 3rd yeah. um and we're going to get frank in there as well because frank went to the knob knob creek machine gun shoot yeah frank uh, had a fantastic experience and uh hopefully he'll be able to share some of those yep. photos and, and, and Muzz went to shot some guns as well so yes we're going to talk about that because i've got to say now before we finish off we're almost finished um i thought with Muzz used to i got i got to say this yep. i thought before Muzz spoke a lot about the nra being a member and yep. um it's sort of i was always i was always a member but you know I, I dropped off there for a while as well and didn't really know much a lot about it i just knew they you know advocated for gun rights so um when muzz sort of came on i, I just thought he'd been to america before i just assumed <laughs> but he actually this was his first trip to america and he only came back last week and i was like well oh it was he said it was great and i'll oh, leave that to the show but um he just go i just thought oh what did you see here did you go there and i just thought he'd been there but he hadn't it was his first trip and just his experience we're going to go through his and frank's experience mm. while they were over there dealing with people who'd they talk to going to bass pro shops cabela's uh frank did a lot of stuff chatting to people well, don't, what give people said, don't give away too much you know, yeah but what people think about our gun laws yeah um yeah you know, what they think of australia in general in regards to mm. what they think our laws are it's gonna be fantastic guys yeah. give you a insight into the american gun culture i guess i know we talk about it a lot but again we've got our own well, the american culture of freedom culture of freedom you know again you know a lot of people i think that gun culture is ridiculous the word but anyway we're going to finish off now look forward to more episodes more everyday hunters ross williamson the firearms lawyer uh the next rate shooting podcast with mario and frank our first time doing three people as usual my name is jason selms and i'm mario blatko see you next time You're listening to the Straight Shooting Podcast here on the AHP Digital Radio Network.
As always, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.